0: Thanks for listening to the news live on WBEZ and NPR. The WBEZ stream sounds great in the kitchen on your smart speaker and anywhere on the WBEZ app. Listen every day. Good morning. Welcome to Wednesday. I'm Erin Allen, and this is The Rundown. By now, you probably heard about that mass shooting at a private Christian elementary school in Nashville, Tennessee. So far, we know that seven people have died, including three children and three school staff members. The shooter was killed by police. And educators around the country are grappling once again with school safety. Nate Petrini is a former CPS principal and the executive director of the education organization High Jump. And he was on WBEZ's daily talk show Reset. He said that principals are telling parents, teachers and students that they understand their fears and that safety is a top priority. But those are really narrow and short responses that are all that we can do the next day. And so people are going through those exercises and those motions. But if we expect them to actually stop school shootings, that's not what's going to happen. Petrini says schools in Illinois do make preparations in case of an active shooter. But those steps are meant to minimize damage, not eliminate it. The Chicago Sun-Times is reporting on that CTA worker who allegedly attacked a 54-year-old man on a train platform over the weekend. The CTA worker is Emmett Richardson, and he's been accused of beating the man and tossing him down the stairs of the subway station. Prosecutors say Richardson then called 911 and told emergency personnel that he thought the man had overdosed. The victim is Kevin Powell, and he later died from his wounds. All this happened downtown at the LaSalle Street station on the blue line. Richardson has been detained and charged with felony aggravated battery. And now a Cook County judge has set bail at $3 million. Also, the CTA has removed Richardson from service pending an investigation. A new poll is showing that candidates for Chicago mayor are about neck and neck right now. The poll is from Northwestern University and a coalition of Black and Latinx nonprofits. My colleague Tessa Weinberg is reporting that both Paul Vallis and Brandon Johnson had 44% of the vote, and 12% of likely voters are still undecided. The poll also shows that Johnson had more support among Black voters, while Vallis led with White and Latinx voters. Sylvia Puente leads the Latino Policy Forum, which helped do the poll. We started hearing that some voters might think that Vallis, was Latino, double L in Spanish is Valles. So we actually polled for that. And interestingly, we found that one third of Latino voters thought that Vallis may be Latino. To clarify, Vallis is white and not Latino. Overall, Latinos were the least certain they would vote in the election. Again, that's coming up this Tuesday. And if you haven't caught any of these almost back-to-back debates over the last few days, we've got a forum of our own coming up tomorrow. WBEZ got together with the University of Chicago Institute of Politics and the Chicago Sun Times, and we're hosting the city's candidates for mayor ahead of the runoff election. We crafted our questions for them based on survey responses from Chicagoans like yourself. You can join in person, virtually, or on air on March 30th for a live candidate forum at the Logan Center. That's on the south side at the University of Chicago. Cook County Commissioner Brandon Johnson and former CPS CEO Paul Vallis will face off for one hour, followed by a 30-minute panel featuring a few political journalists and strategists. The event is free, it's open to the public, and if you still got questions, you can submit them for the candidates at WBEZ.org. There's some new data out from the Woodstock Institute and it's focused on home loans. Apparently, Black and Latinx homeowners in Chicago took out smaller loans with bigger closing costs compared to white borrowers. My colleague Esther Yoonji Kang is reporting on this and she says one of the reasons is that in 2021, Black and Latinx homeowners took out more loans from lenders that were not regulated by the federal government. Researchers are saying that borrowers often go to these lenders typically online because there are few or no physical banks in their neighborhoods. Natalie Chang is with the Woodstock Institute, and she analyzed the data. Loans from unregulated lenders also tend to have lower financial requirements, such as lower credit score. And so for borrowers of color who tend to have lower incomes, mortgages from unregulated lenders are more accessible. The Woodstock Institute is recommending that banks create special loan products for lower income borrowers. And now for a few quick hits. Democratic lawmakers in Illinois are spearheading an effort to cap the cost of -of out-of-pocket insulin at $35. State Senator Laura Murphy is sponsoring the measure and it would apply to monthly supplies of the drug. She says this would help about a million Illinois residents living with diabetes. Her measure would also create an insulin discount program through the Illinois Department of Public Health. Right now, the proposal needs a full vote from the Senate before moving over to the House. And Chicago has a few human-made floating wetlands, and a new study is looking at how they impact local ecosystems. Shared Aquarium and Urban Rivers worked with partners in Boston and Baltimore on this. They found that the floating wetlands on the north branch of the Chicago River, which were created in 2017, supported native minnows and zooplankton, and they observed decreases in the number of non-native common carp around the site. As for the weather, there's a chance of snow flurries this morning, but that should be over by 11-ish. Otherwise, there's a high in the upper 30s today, and it will be windy. It's dropping down to the high 20s tonight. And that's it for now. Later today, we're looking a little more closely at both candidates for mayor, their backstories and what shapes them, trips them up and redeems them. I'm talking with Mariah Wolfel and Tessa Weinberg, two WBEZ reporters who talked with the family and friends of each candidate. That's coming up today at two o'clock. I'm Erin Allen. Thank you for listening. I'll talk to you later.